So the first thing that I would do would be to get your VAT number. And you want to make sure you've got that because you cannot send anything, even start posting it to the UK before you've got your VAT number and your EORI number, which is the one that needs to go on all your forms when you import stuff. Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. Episode 173, everybody. Global from Asia podcast. Things are getting hot over here. Been so many amazing follow-ups with speakers and sponsors and attendees at the last week's cross-border summit. It's been way overwhelming in a positive way. And we're already preparing for next year. So also so many podcasts, interviews, uh, more people want to get on the show, really amazing people, as well as just so many interviews already recorded. It's just so hard for me to even decide which one to put next. But I was thinking about it and we have an EU Amazon seller really scaling things up and doing well. And it's a friend of mine. We actually work together, setting him up with his Hong Kong company structure John Cavendish, and he is going to be talking about rocking it in Europe. He's calling it the second Amazon gold rush. And, you know, you might be asking Global From Asia, why is it using Europe? Talking about Europe, but I mean, there's tons of sellers in China and Asia totally dominating in Europe right now. A lot of people I met at the cross-border summit are really crushing it in Europe. And we're global from Asia, which is exactly what we're saying. You know, you don't need to have a company or, or live in those parts of the world to sell and make tons of money. Um, it's just the way the world is. You can be emotional about it if you want, but it's just how things are going. And uh, we're trying to help English-speaking international business owners to tap into that over here in Asia. Also, for those of you that bought the Cross-Border Summit online pass, thank you so much. We have some of the information already on there, but it's tons of work. The video guys are still editing all the recorded sessions, and it will be up there by the end of this week, uh, May 5th, 6th, or 7th, something like that. I, I also got to work on finishing building those pages out for the private membership. It's also available for sale at globalformasia.com slash cross-border summit 2017 Also, Show notes for this episode with links to the things we talk about and mention are, as always, on the episode number of the show. We're at 173. So that's globalfromasia.com slash episode 173. And now for our interview with John talking about the second Amazon gold rush in Europe. Okay, thank you everybody for tuning in to another Global From Asia podcast. We're going into Europe from Asia. It's actually fitting of the podcast name, Global From Asia. And we have with us John Cavendish. Thanks for being here, John. Oh, thanks for having me, Mike. It's good to be on the show. Sure. You're uh, all over the world and living out of a backpack or digital nomad, would you say? I'm not sure if I love the term digital nomad, but yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm mostly based in Saigon, Vietnam at the moment uh, cool. for the last few months. But yeah, I've been traveling everywhere recently. Yeah, Just very... got back from Laos. Yeah, I've seen, like I was saying earlier, I, I kind of stalk you on Facebook a little bit when I see you in different parts of the world. Sometimes it's sunny, sometimes it's snowy, and uh, it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. It's an amazing, amazing world we live in. So maybe give us a quick overview of, of, uh, of what you're doing now, John. Great. Yeah, so um, basically three years ago, I was... Uh, like working an office job as an engineer in London and uh, looking for a way of, to make money online. So uh, I was, you know, listening to podcasts like yours and uh, just, you know, listening to what other people were doing at the time. And, you know, it seemed that so many people were making really good money selling on Amazon. So, uh, yeah, that's what I started doing. I started selling on Amazon. I uh, took a course and was looking at different products and looking at the USA, looking at Europe. And 
chose what I wanted to do and started with $5,000. Very, very cool. Exciting times. So some people are more shy than others, or maybe I'm shy to ask, but do you mind sharing some of your, your Amazon numbers? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, we start, uh, I've been working full time on this last year and a half and it does well over a hundred thousand dollars a month now in revenue Great. Uh, at about 25, 30% profit. Very good. Very good, man. Congratulations. So seems like that, that, uh, jump with the 5,000 investment at, in London turned out to be a smart move. Very, very good. And yeah, a little bit. I mean, you know, about a million percent ROI. <laughs> so yeah. So, so then is that a lot of that coming from your, like we're talking about the kind of like gold rush, the second gold rush maybe is what we titled the show. I haven't decided yet, but uh, it seems like the new frontier. Is that, is that where you say a lot of this has come from or is this? This has all been Amazon Europe. All Europe. Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, I've been selling now for just over two years on Amazon. And to be honest, for the first year or so, it was lots of me trying different things, figuring out how Europe worked, because lots of the training material was on, it still is on the USA. Yeah. And there wasn't really anything of, you know, how do you grow rapidly, you know, as fast as possible in Europe? So, I mean, that's what I was figuring out. And then once I sort of cracked that about a year in, it was just double, you know, revenue doubled every month for the last, you know, for, for the first eight months of last year. Great, man. Yeah, these bloody Americans like me, you know, just talk about America all the time. Well, I'm trying not to talk about America all the time on my show. And, uh, but it's true, right? I think I, it's a complaint I've heard a lot is sometimes people even blame sometimes with some of my blogs. I talk, I'm an American myself. So, but I try to always mention different locations, but I think a lot is true. A lot of content out there is very US centric. So, so it's been exciting to have you give us some, some, uh, some nuggets of knowledge on the European market. There's so many ways we can start, uh, but maybe you're, so do you think I had an advantage? You're from London. So, I mean, you did, is that a market you started in, in the UK or, or how does somebody even know which you, I mean, Europe, I joke, I make fun of myself as American a lot, but you know, I think, uh, a lot of times people, how, you know, it's very complex market. Like you're saying, there's all these different countries and languages and now there's Brexit, which I, I don't even know if we should, it matters for this show. Yeah, we can today. touch on all that stuff later. Though. We can touch on everything. But, so uh, I think we should break down your questions into like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's overwhelming, but you know, does somebody just throw a dartboard, dart a dartboard and pick one, like a, like a board game or something? Like put the risk board out and put one uh, piece on one of the countries or? No, uh, no. So, like, I mean, basically I've worked out a system of, you know, how I'd, how I'd go about it. But it's very simple. So Amazon wants you to be successful in Europe. So they make it as straightforward as possible. So Europe may have, you know, has five marketplaces, which will filter 26 countries but it's all from one seller central account. And Amazon has an amazing distribution network, which is pretty much wholly owned by them. So you can keep all of your inventory to start with in one country and it will ship it to all of these 26. So you only need to register for VAT in that one country. You ship your inventory there and then you can sell to all of Europe. All right. So that is pretty simple. And and then I guess you don't even need to know what, think about which country. So would you say for simplicity's sake, it's similar to the U.S. market where like people, California can buy, New York can buy, Florida can buy as, as states? A little bit. Um, the difference that happens is you actually have five separate marketplaces. So there's um, currently uh, UK, Germany, France, Spain, and Italy. And then you have a separate listing in each one of these markets. So it's quite you know, it's kind of an advantage in some ways that you can control these separately. So if somebody leaves you bad reviews, say in the U.K., it won't affect your sales in any of these other European countries or European marketplaces that you know your, your listing is still doing really well on. 
Okay. And it also means if you've done your research right. So when I do my research, I check the products in every one of the marketplaces before I start. And then you think you're going to do really well in Germany, but oh no, something bad happens. You can just go, oh, well, actually, we're doing really well in France. Mm. And that's happened to me a few times on a few products. Just, oh, wow, well, um, actually, it's selling super well in Italy. And I'm like, wow, well, I didn't know that would happen, but uh, it's great. Okay. Very. Yeah. So, so then uh, if there's these reviews, then can also be spread out. I mean, so it's good and is that a positive and a negative maybe if there's like a negative reviews or 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 competition different markets it's in those five markets you have better control i guess of how you handle that you have better control and it's also in the native language for each marketplace which scares people quite a bit at the start but as soon as you realize that you can just get a translate to translate your listing and then you know respond to customer inquiries very easily using uh using some third-party software it's just very straightforward. All right. So then that would, you know, I guess obviously we're in this earlier discussion here. So would that be the main differences or is there some other differences that you can think of with uh, good old America? <laughs> I mean, there's some positive and negatives. So um, one thing I think is like a really big thing in Europe is that it's just so big. Like it's such a massive population. I mean, Europe actually has twice the population of the USA um, and it's less competitive at the moment. So you have access to this huge pool of customers. And e-commerce is, you know, still on a rapid growth stage in Europe, which it, you know, is kind of plateauing or, you know, it's, it's getting saturated in the States. So if you get in now, you're kind of at the point where you can grow with e-commerce. And Amazon is advertising so hard and pushing, their, pushing in all of their services so hard mm. that you can take advantage of Amazon's huge marketing budget and the tens of billions they're spending at the moment, yep. which is insane. Yeah, I mean, it does sound amazing. I wonder, does brand matter? I mean, this is obviously a more generic question. question. Yeah, a little bit more generic, but I guess there's, of course, long-term is brand value. I guess anybody should be trying to build a brand. Is that something you think that, that's still a valuable course, but uh, what would you say somebody getting started out, should they worry about this or should just get in? Is this a time thing? Is this, you seem like, I like the idea of it's a new gold rush, right? Like you said, Amazon's putting a lot of money into it and there's like double the size of the market and half the maybe less or less competition than the US. So it's probably still better focus, just similar strategies to any Amazon marketplace or US for. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to build a brand. But um, as you were saying, uh, Amazon in the US or Europe is very much a, uh, a feedback marketplace. So it's not, as you search for something, it's not necessarily, or usually it's not the big brand that comes up first. It's the best marketer that comes up first. Exactly. So, you know, you follow the uh, standards of Amazon promotion tactics that are now legal or ones that comply with TOS as this airs because TOS <laughs> yeah. is changing all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you don't do that, then uh, there's no reason why you can't be one of the top sellers and uh, kill it in Europe yep. and grow your brand throughout Europe. Very, yeah, it always gets me, this is getting me excited. So, so yeah, you don't really need to have a, f maybe you don't even need to be in the U.S. at all, right? Like you, you seem like you've never even sold mostly all in Europe for your whole time on Amazon. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did one product in the States, which I, you know, sold through and broke even at one point when I was starting out before I really, you know, knew the systems and knew what I was doing. Uh, but I doubled down on the, on Europe as soon as I realized what an amazing opportunity it was and just yeah. rolled out as many products as my cash flow would allow. Very cool. So uh, let's, this is, this is, yeah, I'm getting, you're getting me excited here. And, uh, 
Let's go into some some launching. Of course, getting it into the market. Of course, you said there's services out there that will do a lot of these things for you. But uh, you know, getting into a market, let's say the UK, and you're getting some traction. Um, maybe you can give us some of your own launch experience. Okay, so I mean, there's different ways of doing it. So I would now, if I was, you know, telling somebody how to do this, I'd be very aggressive in terms of the marketing and making sure that when you launch, you're launching in all the marketplaces simultaneously. Because in some marketplaces, there's so few reviews in Europe um, in items that still do really good volume that you just want to be everywhere at the same time. So you want to make sure you've done all your preparation, you've got your listings in English and then translate into local languages. Um, you've got your few initial reviews, uh, which we can talk about later. I know you're you going to ask a question about uh, people who already have some US products. Yep, yep. But um, just uh, using some basic promotion to get reviews, like only you know even one to three reviews, like you had to get on the states uh, five years ago, and then just starting with your PPC, starting with getting some rank, getting your ranking up, and then selling. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I think another maybe maybe the reason some people sellers don't go into the e- European market is this whole VAT or VAT and other taxes. But maybe Donald Trump will push more people to Europe. Who knows? But uh, you know what? We've actually had some episodes specifically on on VAT a little bit. But uh, maybe just just a briefly is that that should should that be a concern at all? I guess from sellers. I mean, in terms of your profitability, uh, not really because VAT everyone's paying VAT, so it's priced accordingly and priced into your margins. Um, VAT is like a yeah, as you say, an episode that I could probably talk about for an hour. Yeah. I've had to learn a lot about VAT. Yeah, it we've is, it got is. massive and passed all the thresholds in all the countries and yeah. had to register in seven markets in Europe. Wow. But by the time you get to that point, you know, if you're doing 100 grand a month, then it's not so much of an issue paying somebody a couple of grand to do your uh, do your taxes for you. Yeah. Throw it that way. Exactly, exactly. But um, yeah, to start with, you need to register for VAT in any market that you hold inventory. Yep. So you start with the UK, I would, because it's in English. Um, it's kind of a nice system because it's online and you only have to do a return every three months rather than every well, 13 times a year in Germany or mm. whatever it is in each other marketplace. And then from there, as long as you're holding inventory in the UK, using European distance selling thresholds, you can easily fulfill it to every marketplace until you hit a certain threshold in each marketplace and you have to register there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's how, that's, that's how I would start with VAT. And just you just have to register before you can even import goods into Europe. So you just get an, an agent, like um, one of your other guests, to uh, register for you. Yep, yep. And you know, we get we we talk about corporation and stuff, and it's great that you know you've we've worked together on your Hong Kong corporation. And you know, uh, is that matter? Do you, some people wonder? Can you? I get a lot of our clients or listeners emailing me and saying, "How do I get a VAT number for my company if I'm not in? Do I have to have a company in the UK or in Europe to sell in Europe?" Uh, um, or uh, you know, I think that's not true, right? Uh, at least I hope. Cause I, uh, no, you're, 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 you're right. You're right. So um, to get a VAT number, you just need a company. Um, depending on where your company is, depends on how much how detailed the HMRC, who's the UK government tax people. Uh, look at your application and Hong Kong is a great market because they see it as, you know, the gateway to China. It's respectable. It's not Seychelles or Antigua yep. or somewhere that sounds more sketchy. So you're going to get a VAT number really easily with a Hong Kong company. 
Great, great. And then you basically just use that to file your VAT and you're paying your taxes to those countries through, through all, you know, with that account that knows whichever service provider you use will just help make sure your beans are counted and paid out appropriately. Yeah. You just need a, you need a service provider as a Hong Kong company uh, because you need somebody who's based in the UK with a UK address um, to be your joint representative so that the UK government can chase them if you don't pay. Yep, yep. Um, but apart from that, yeah, as you say, it's very straightforward. Very cool. And... So is there some stages? So let's say somebody's selling already in the U.S. and they're listening. And of course, we'll talk about your amazing course at the end. Uh, but they're, they're just getting started in the EU or Europe. Should they just send some... Of course, they're probably buying from China or in Asia. So they're sending to FBA and, and Amazon US. So should they just kind of start divvying up some stock? Or um, is there certain stages? I know we talked about with the launch strategy going going uh, every marketplace at the same time. What are some strategies you think for testing the market in Europe? Yeah, I mean, so the first thing that I would do would be to get your VAT number. So, I mean, you need a company, uh, which is uh, one of the barriers to entry, because I know some people in the US just sell as their personal, you know, personal entity, which if, you know, if you're just setting yourself up for success, that is one of the things not to do. Mm -hmm. You know, you get sued, you're screwed. So uh, make sure you've got a real company that's going to legally protect you. And then use that to, uh, whether it's a US company, a Hong Kong company, use that to register for VAT in Europe because it can be delayed sometimes. And you want to make sure you've got that because you cannot send anything, even start posting it to the UK before you've got your VAT number and your EORI number, which is the European import number, which is the one that needs to go on all your forms when you import stuff. Got it. And then, and then, Sorry, after- and then ship oh. some, yeah, ship some inventory. So open up your UK seller account, send Amazon all of the forms because they actually do check who you are in the UK as opposed to America where you can pretty much name yourself as like a, a toy. <laughs> they probably wouldn't notice. So yeah. do, do all that stuff, make sure you're registered and then send some inventory. Um, while it's on its way there and once you're ready to go, get all your listings translated. Um, as you said, you could take our course or you can just try it yourself, get the translations done and um, throw it up there and uh, see if you make some sales. I mean, obviously, doing some real marketing and uh, following somebody who knows what they're doing is always a better thing to do with the marketing part of it. But you could definitely give it a go yourself, and uh, I'm sure you'll make some money. Yep, yep. And so would it matter, kind of going back to expanding from Europe, Does it? Is there an advantage for having a presence in your Amazon US or maybe even other markets when you're going there? Or or is everybody on the same playing field if they were to start today with a new seller? account in Europe? Uh, the only real advantage you have if you're already selling something in the States is really knowing the product is good quality. Like lots of people who source new products skip out on the, uh, I'm sure you've talked about this in your other podcast episodes, but essential steps like getting proper audits done mm-hmm. and making sure that supplier actually exists, yeah. uh, ex- you know, et cetera, et cetera. So you know you've got a high quality product. And if you do have a small list of previous customers, even in the States, you can use some like bill uh, hacks to get reviews in Europe, for example, you know, someone with an Amazon USA seller account can leave a review on Amazon Europe, which not many people understand. And you can uh, just send them that way if you send them an email directly. Got it. Interesting. So, so that's cool. So everybody, so maybe some new sellers that feel like they, I even heard on Tropical MBA there, I saw Dan talking about it once. Uh, some people feel like they've missed the gold rush, but maybe, maybe some people that felt that way could jump on the European gold rush? Is that what you're thinking? Oh, what com- you're saying? I think completely. Like uh, It's so wide open at the moment. 
Um, and there's, there is, as you were saying, a barrier to entry. But the barrier to entry is like is really small. But it stops any of the cowboys who are just, you know, buying a few things from China, throwing them on, and then going out of business three months later. Yeah. But when they've done that, they've driven everyone's prices down to the bare minimum and destroyed the whole category. So that can't really happen so much in Europe because somebody's already spent the money in, you know, starting a real company and invested some time in it and figured out what they actually need to do. So I think it's a better place to be than the USA, in my opinion. Cool. Very good. And sometimes maybe I stop picking on Donald Trump, but maybe 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 it's some diversification or something. And it doesn't hurt anyway. Um, how about common mistakes, or is uh, is there any kind of like? Of course, getting set up, get a company up front, like you got these, get your VAT filed and your documents. Um, is there anything blaringly obvious that somebody might be forgetting here? Or I, to be honest, it's all the cliche stuff, which people everyone knows you shouldn't forget but does. Mm-hmm. So um, like when they're doing their pricing, even some of my friends who are you know seven or eight figure Amazon sellers have messed up their VAT calculations when they're working out their potential profit on a product. Um, so now I've got like a spreadsheet. I put the numbers in. I make sure that I have profit. And then, you know, before you launch something. And uh, actually, we've created that into like an online calculator. So once you've got your uh, your shipping costs and your costs from China per unit, you just put your numbers into it, and uh, it spits out whether you're, you know how much you're going to make in terms of percentage and dollar and pound profit. And yeah. uh, that's online at our website, so fbafrontiers.com forward yep. slash calculator. Oh, great, great. We'll link it up. Very, very cool. Yeah, I think that's something. I'll be honest. I I'm not actively selling now, and everybody's been begging me to say that I should do it. Um, but maybe I'll make a case study out of this <laughs> or something. Maybe we can do it together. But, uh, I'm also thinking, uh, you know, you, you're, uh, getting me thinking, uh, a lot of people are just afraid that you're in this, this machine and you're going to get a huge liability later for taxes Yeah, that, uh, you definitely have to have this calculators in place and you, you know, you, you do, especially if there's these VATs, which is different on all, We've had on other shows, and like you said, you could be an hour talk on your any private in your course, but but uh, you know you gotta definitely make sure you're checking your numbers because it could go fast. Like you know, saying, Amazon could just really move your inventory fast, so you gotta be gotta be careful. So we could uh, link your calculator there, but definitely should be using that. So what's the future? So it seems like Amazon is definitely all right, and we're we're back, everybody, and I think. Yeah, I actually, we always have internet issues here in China. So this wasn't my fault. It was Vietnam's fault, not China's fault today with the internet there. Just cut out for a second, but we're back. We got John back and we'll just continue on. And so, you know, I was just kind of, kind of getting excited here. Uh, you know, so you seems like you're all in on Europe and you see as a bright future for Amazon sellers. Uh, and you think that's where Amazon, you know, wants everybody to be going and, and uh, I guess maybe just kind of general for, for the future here, what you're thinking. Yeah, I mean, I just see it as, as you say, Amazon's history repeating itself. You know, what happened in the USA five years ago with rapid, rapid expansion is now happening as we speak in Europe. Um, you know, they're rolling out to more countries. They're taking on thousands and thousands of employees in the UK and in other countries in Europe so that they can have native native platforms in every country. Wow. And um, with our product and what we're doing is basically just going into all the new markets. So as new markets come out, we're you know doing our best to be the first people in there, just so that we can lead people through it and uh, make sure that you know they understand how to take advantage of 
all this new stuff appearing all the time. Great. So yeah, let's let's uh, let's go into your course. So you're saying like you're just tired of re-explaining this to people asking you how you do it. So you made this course, which is on fbafrontiers.com. And you seems like you're actually working with people as well. Maybe give people an idea of, of what you're what you're offering here. Yeah. So um, because we're just setting out on this, like we're offering anybody that signs up at the moment a 30-minute uh, consultation where I'll basically, or me or my business partner, will basically chat to you about what you want to do and you know, how you're going to get there into Europe. And yeah, it's just such an amazing opportunity right now to uh, get, you know, to launch in Europe, uh, expand your business and uh, make money with the products you already have if you're selling in the States or to uh, launch now with far, far less competition if you're not selling yet. I mean, okay. I personally got really sick of the whole lifestyle sale thing that uh, everybody does for all these online courses. Mm-hmm. So I, didn't, I really didn't want to go down that route. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody knows you can make money on Amazon now. Like, you can make a load of money, but, you know, you can make more money if you work with people who know what they're doing and have done it before. Yep. So, of course, there's a sales page and all, but it's videos basically basically showing people how to get started and what they need to know is US. Would they have to already know how to sell on Amazon or is this somebody, if they're just getting started, could also learn or is... It's something you could learn if you're getting started. Um we cover everything quickly on the basics. But to be honest, the basics are done 100 times over in high quality on the internet already. Yeah. We're covering a lot of Europe-specific stuff. And uh, obviously, if there's any questions through our private Facebook group that you get added to once you bought the course, um, you can easily ask those questions straight away and somebody can uh, point you in the right direction. Very good. Yeah, because of course, it's just that community part is important anywhere. And uh, just also the reassurance that you're doing it the right way. And so that's, that's really appreciate your time, John. And, and it seems really exciting and anything else people can reach out. To, of course, it's fbafrontiers.com and there's a calculator too that people can use. Any, any other ways people could, could engage with you guys online? Yeah. I mean, actually, if you also head to our page, we do a, uh, Amazon EU product ideas, which we update regularly, which okay. shows you, you know, some of our criteria and like basically uh, jungle scout shots of each marketplace and what we've chosen and why we would choose this item. Okay. So you can go in there and just for free and, uh, have a look at what we think is a good opportunity. Okay. Great. Right now. Yeah. It's very, it's a, it's a great price. I know we don't want to say price on the internet, but you know, cause the internet changes all the time, but it's, it's a good offer for sure. So I think people should be not hesitating to take, take it up, especially with your experience. Um, definitely be worth it. So, all right, John, thank you so much for your time. And, We'll maybe get you up. Maybe we'll get uh, get some more shows in the future. I think it's cool, like bridging Hong Kong and Europe and, uh, you know, this global business, you know, online and e-commerce. So thanks so much for, for coming. sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to catch up in uh, Hong Kong in the next couple of months. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you, John. And please uh, support John and, uh, you know, in the show by purchasing one of his, his great courses at fbafrontiers.com and give him some love or just shoot him a thank you note for this episode. He did put a lot into it and we talked about it quite a bit to prepare for it. I couldn't get him at this year's summit, but I'm talking to him about 2018 cross-border summit. Everybody mark your calendars in mid-April 2018. We have some amazing things. Already sponsors are knocking on the door. we got speakers already so interested to come out. And attendees are already, you know, re- planning to return and those that miss it, preparing to come. 
Also, we have lots of other kind of smaller events, not at that scale, but throughout the year, we try to have different workshops, masterminds, seminars, meetups, etc. You can find that at one page, globalformasia.com slash events. So maybe bookmark that or you can subscribe to uh, my newsletter. I spend uh, quite a bit of time writing those up and putting different news, not just ads, not just promoting our own stuff, but also stuff happening in industry. Globalformasia.com slash subscribe. That's it for today, everybody. Um, But I am thinking about doing cross-border summit in Brazil, Florida, LA, somewhere in the UK. We're talking to somebody there, Australia, probably Melbourne. Uh, So if you're interested in being a partner with us in different parts of the world doing cross-border summits, now would be a great time to reach out to us. You can send it to Claire and I at blog at globalfromasia.com. Also, summer's coming. Got a couple of interns interested to come out here and spend some time in China. If you want to get your hands dirty with me and a team here at Global From Asia, send me a note. Uh, we also have globalfromasia.com slash jobs for you to see that and more. Sounds so much stuff happening. Really exciting times for Global From Asia. Thank you for listening. I met a ton of great people also at the FBA meetup that Chris Davey puts together in Guangzhou. Be there again that night the show comes online. And uh, it's just so great to see things kind of come into life. And and thank you for even just listening, giving feedback, iTunes, coming to our summits um, or whatever, however you can are able to support. I do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, Global Formation has got a long, a long ways to go, but uh, it's come a long way as well. Thank you again and enjoy the rest of your week. Signing out, Mike Michelini. Bye-bye. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.